Welcome to this glorious mess, little kids. Mamma Mia's podcast for parents that have cute little rascals under the age of five. My name is Tegan Natoli, and I have three little rascals under three. You're nuts. I am. Who am I? I um. <laughs> you forgot your last name last week. So who are you? Seriously. Okay. My name is Lee Campbell. I have one little rascal, and I also am the executive editor of Mamma Mia. And welcome back, because you've started back now, haven't you? You're employed again. Hello. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I should go back on mat leave? Yes, I work here now. I'm back three days a week. My maternity leave is over. <laughs> you remember your name. You know who you are. You know where we are. That part I'm not so sure. But anyway. <laughs> Don't forget the original TGM Big Kids, hosted by Holly Wainwright and Andrew Dano, drops every Friday in the same feed that you find us. So coming into the cooler months, we are going to chat all things really hot, a.k.a. fire. I'm scared. Yeah, you would be. This has got you <laughs> written all over it, can I just say. It's basically going to be a hazard warning, Lee's hazard warning. You'll be surprised. But anyway, yes, we'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> we are going to talk about fire safety, fireproofing your homes, and especially focusing on having little ones in the home as well. And, of course, we're going to finish off with the WTF of the week. So you may think that Organised Lee is really prepared for this like fire season, heater season, winter. Oh, 100% you've done all the research. <laughs> well, I am, but I am terrified mm. of house fire. Like you see it on the news and it's like everyone's sleeping at 3am and the house fire. Oh, my God. Like it's every parent's worst nightmare. Yeah. I believe I'm relatively cautious, but I said to Rich the other day when we were doing this, we knew we were doing this episode, I said, I don't think we've got a fire alarm. And he said, no, there we do. And we're in a 1970s building. And I looked up and there's this like crusty old (laughs) beige thing. And I'm like, I don't know if that's from 1970. We haven't tested it. So I was really down on myself because I was like, that is something I should be across. So I'm glad we're going to talk to an expert in a little bit. Also, the SIDS red nose guidelines are to not have a heater in the children's room at all. You dress them in a singlet, then pyjamas and a 3.5 tog, but which I've been doing, but I have an oil heater on really low in his room yeah, and it moderates heaters. the temperature at around 20, 21. Mm-hmm. But I, again, want to speak to the expert because my understanding is that the main risk is if they've got a, a lovey or a toy or can reach something and they throw it and it lands uh, on yep. the oil heater, which of course, Safety Lee has made sure that's not a possibility. But I really, <laughs> prepping for this episode, I was like, I'm not as fire safe as I could be and yeah. I don't really know like what to do. And I think it is. It's really, really complex. And it's almost like, you know, when you follow the SIDS guidelines as to how a child should sleep and what can be in their cot and what can't be and how they should be dressed. Are they allowed a blanket? Yeah. Like all those things contribute to, I suppose, comforting a child and making sure they're at the right temperature overnight. Definitely. Because the reality is kids wake if they're cold yes. or too hot. And so that's the main thing we want to avoid. And it's such a like delicate fine line because – the risk of babies and toddlers overheating is really mm. high and they can get fever all and then convulse. Yeah. But if they're waking at four or five, it's oftentimes because they're cold. cold. So you're like, well, yeah. how do I find this elusive, perfect temperature? And in our house, like we have air con, but I hate using the air con. Obviously during winter, they get sick. So sometimes I even use a humidifier because that like the mm. warm air will sometimes keep the room warm. But as you said, like there's heaters. Mm. I, I love the oil heater because I think it keeps the room nice and moist. I and doesn't if air con's out. a risk at all. We don't have air con. We're, we're I don't know. We're not that fancy. 
<laughs> well, we have aircon, but we use the oil heaters. Well, so. it's more affordable, right? There well, the go. thing is, yeah, we switched to all oil heaters when the baby came, but we had otherwise those heaters that like are amazing, but they heat up bright orange. Yeah. Oh, and if, yeah. Like the baby touched it, he'd burn his hand oh, off. Yeah. Whereas he's touched the oil heater once, even though we say hot, hot, hot. And it's very hot, but it's not burn hot. So he was shocked, but he wasn't burned. Yeah. But I, I was talking to my husband about this this morning as well because he's a builder. And funny you said that you looked at your vintage fire alarm <laughs> yes. because by law, your landlord is responsible for keeping... I am my landlord. Oh, well That's then. the problem. Because... <laughs> Because I've always been in rental properties, it's oh, you don't think been about taken it. Of care course. of. Like, but when oh. we purchased, we we moved well, in. Sue when your the, landlord. Sue myself. When we moved in, um, when the baby was three weeks old, we'd purchased off an older lady. It was original 1970s. So yes. it's just slipped our mind, and I'm so of mad course. at myself. But also things like, well, since you are your landlord, but I was also chatting to him because if you are in an old building, um, obviously the the fire compliance. I don't know why I'm talking about like I'm the expert. <laughs> just oh, he I, would know from the building. I can't code. wait to chat to our expert to clarify this. But things like the flooring and the materials used in the building, so they have to be fire compliant. So if you're in a really old building or you're renting, it's mm. really important to make sure that you know they are kept up to date. I never and thought of that standard. actually. Yeah, yeah, because right. just because you just because you don't own it doesn't mean that be yeah, you want to be in a safe space. It's funny when you're like putting the baby in an outfit or in like a sleep suit or whatever and there's got that big red tag that's like, warning, fire hazard. Yes. And you're like, am I putting my child in like flammable plastic? But I swear I still... the warmer you dress your baby, the more flammable they are. It's like, And we're laughing, but that's is... no. bad. But I don't I don't really know. I'm just like, okay, that tag's scary. But sure, wear this tracksuit. This is what I'm told to put them in in winter, yet it's the most flammable thing in the cupboard. Well, I'm looking forward to chatting to someone that actually knows what they're talking about. So today we're going to chat to Kate Faith. She's been a firefighter at the Fire and Rescue New South Wales for over four years and is currently working in the Community Engagement Unit after returning to work from maternity leave. She's also training to be a fire investigator and is also a mum to a two-year-old toddler, Lawson. Welcome to the show, Kate. So, Kate, can you tell us a little bit about your role in the Community Engagement Unit? So, is that all about educating the community about fire safety? It is. Also, it's about risk reduction. So, we have a number of programs in place that we're constantly developing that assist us to educate the community and we look at what messages we need to put out there with our advertising as well. Oh, fantastic. Because Tegan and I were talking before and we were terrified of a house fire, but we don't really know (laughs) what we're doing. (laughs) So I was reading the Red Nose Guidelines and it says no heaters in a baby's room is the gold standard. What's the reasoning behind that? I can only tell you what Kids Safe New South Wales tells us. Sure. We don't actually have a stance on that. It's because of SIDS basically and overheating. Mm. So it's really important to only use an electric heater, not a gas heater, as oh. that can change the oxygen levels in the room. Oh, um, make sure Make sure it has a safety switch on it and a thermostat as well so you can control how hot that room's getting. So isn't this might be a really dumb question. An electric oil heater, that's not a gas heater, is it? Do no. you mean gas is in like the gas, when you plug it into the gas? Yes, yes the okay, gas. that was yeah, so that's dumb. Right. Sorry. Oh, and that's so interesting because I think, I know in my old place we had a gas heater and it was so much more effective that in my place where I am now, we only have electric, but I, I longed for gas. But actually, mm. it's good to know that I'm doing the right thing safety wise by having electric. Yep. What are some of the common mistakes that parents do make in regards to fire safety? So uh, when we're looking at our overall house fires, over 50% of our fires start in the kitchen 
and that's mostly from unattended cooking. So especially when we've got little ones around, we yep. can get distracted very easily and forget that something's on the stove or you might be deathly tired and it's also hard to remember then. But it's really important to stay present around our cooking and keep an eye on it. Yeah, I isn't that funny? We didn't even think. We went straight to the bedroom, didn't we? We yeah. didn't even think about the kitchen. I think because we just want to get a good night's sleep. Yeah. <laughs> about that. That's such a good point. So what are some steps I guess parents can make? Like, Is setting a, an alarm to remind you something's in the oven, like anything like that? Yeah, you could do that. Just make sure that you've got your little reminder that works for you. Everyone's going to have their um, different thing that works. Mm. Um, and we've also got to remember too that in the kitchen, we're at really high risk of burns for our kids as well. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of our most dangerous areas. My mum is a bit of a safety hazard freak. So as a housewarming gift, she gave us a fire blanket. <laughs> Thanks, mum. But helpful, not cheap, but helpful. <laughs> are there any other products that you recommend families should have in their home? Yeah, so... Number one, everyone must have a smoke alarm in their home. It's actually the law. Uh, You need to have at least one working smoke alarm on each level of your home located in between the bedrooms and the living areas. But if you sleep with your doors closed and you're charging phones in your bedrooms, might be a good idea to have some in your bedrooms as well. I was just going to ask about fire alarms because I was saying to Tegan earlier that I found mine and it looks old, (laughs) so I need to replace it. How can we ourselves test if a fire alarm is functioning or okay? We recommend you test it once a month. So easiest way is just to grab a broomstick, push the big button in the middle of it. They're generally all the same and make sure that alarm's sounding. Once every six months, give it a vacuum and that'll get rid of any dust or bugs out of it as well. Wow. Oh my God, that's so good. I was thinking, do you need to We were going to hire a sexy fireman to come and help us out. (laughs) I was going to burn some toast. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear what you said because I'm still going to go with the sexy fireman. (laughs) What are some ways that we can teach our toddlers or the the older little kids that we have um, fire safety? Back in our day, it was get down low and go, go, go. Mm. Is that still still the theme? Yeah, 100%. That is getting down below that smoke layer if there's smoke inside the house um, and escaping. So it's really important, uh, even from an early age, to start teaching your children an escape plan. Mm. So about the get down low, go, 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 closing doors behind you to stop the fire spreading through the house. That Mm. has a really big impact. And meeting out the front so that when we arrive, we know everyone is safe out of the house. We don't want to be finding someone hiding around in the backyard and thinking someone's actually still in the building. And I'm sure naturally as children feel fear, their their initial reaction is to hide, which for your guys in the in the fire department is probably the hardest thing. Mm. It is, And yep. that's where people get trapped, I assume. Yep, and we find too that young children can be quite afraid of us because we're wearing our breathing apparatus. Mm. We kind of sound like Darth Vader <laughs> coming through the dark. So it's really yeah. important that we teach kids that firefighters are their friends and we're there to help them as well. Yeah. That's and make sure that point. they never go back inside the house. Yeah. Not that's, to save the favourite teddy. Yeah. yeah um, or even the household cat. That's, that's what one of my biggest fears is. If this, I mean, I only have one child, but say if this awful thing happened to me and I ran outside, I shouldn't go back in. You, I wait for you guys, even if you're not there yet. Even if my child's in there, I don't go back in, right? Because I don't know what I'm doing. Absolutely. If the house is severely on fire, we arrive very quickly, um, usually within a couple of minutes. And if you're out the front saying, my child's in the front bedroom, we'll get straight in there yeah, and get them out. it's much more helpful than me trying to do my own thing. God, I mean, touch wood that that never happens. But you do want to – I mean, I'm a – I like to plan for worst-case scenarios. So mm. knowing what I would do in that case makes yeah. me feel calmer. What about toys and the heater? I was reading that one of the risks is that perhaps a toddler could have their favourite toy in the cot and throw that on the heater. So that's something that parents need to be mindful of, I guess, 
what if kids can reach stuff from their cot? Is that a problem? Yeah, definitely. Um, we always recommend that everything needs to be one metre from the heater. So if things can be thrown onto the heater, that's definitely a risk there. Mm. Okay. And back to gas heating. I guess a lot of people do have gas heaters. Is there any precautions we can take there to make sure that there isn't any gas leaks? Mm. You know, should you turn the gas off at the valve overnight or if you're going on holidays, for example? Yeah, that would be a good idea. And also to opening a window crack to allow a bit of oxygen in the room is a good help as well. Okay, mm. oh, good to know. You mentioned before um, encouraging kids to see firefighters as their, their safety and their friends. Do you guys still do the open days at the fire stations where the kids can come and meet you guys and jump on the fire engine and things like that to just help engage with the little kids? Yeah, we do. So this year due to COVID, yeah, unfortunately, we had to cancel our open day, but instead we rushed and pulled together an online open day week where we had many fire stations from across New South Wales taking everyone on a virtual tour through the fire station oh, cool. and live events as well where people could ask questions. But next year, I think it's normally the third weekend of May that mm-hmm. we hold it. We should be back open if everything's Beautiful. back to normal. Beautiful, yeah, fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. <laughs> Probably my last question is some houses are lucky enough to have a literal open fire. You know, some people love, live rurally oh, yeah. or have a big, Especially beautiful house. this time of year. I know, it's oh. so cosy. But what's best practice with a, an actual fire in a house um, and little kids? So if you've got little kids, you have to have a fire screen. That's going to be your biggest thing is creating that barrier. Mm-hmm. But also we can't, you know, kids are, kids are cheeky. They're very clever. They find out ways to climb over barriers. So the most important thing is that we're present with them too and that you start teaching them about fire safety early. Okay, mm. that's a good point. I've been wondering because I say no so much to my child. No, don't throw the spoon. No, don't do that. No, no, no. With the heater specifically, I've started to use the word hot. Yes. And I wondered if that's better than no because he's so sick of hearing no. But I'm wondering if hot is like yeah. a, a, obviously a heat-specific word, if that's helpful more helpful um, helps to him. engage yeah it's funny because i think that crosses the board into like food as well like i know with banjo if mm. i say hot he'll go and try and blow it so they start getting that reference so if it's hot fire hot food it, they can relate to it a bit more i suppose yeah my son's been reacting really well to hot and will go up to the heater and put his hand close to it and hot, tell you hot. yeah yeah okay. just in case yeah. you didn't know mum this heater's hot <laughs> and he's too so you're seeing yeah. that that's a benefit yes, okay definitely i'm gonna roll that out at home beautiful well thank you so much for joining us today no Kay. Problems. it was really Guys, my child just started daycare. Yes. Yay. It's great. So thankfully his little friend Poppy started before him because I hadn't seen this. And Poppy's mum said, oh, how'd he go? Great. First day. Excellent. She said, okay, next week's dress up week. And I was like, what? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, every day's got a theme. And I'm like, no, no. He goes three days a week. So Monday is teddy bear picnic pyjama day. Tuesday is, I forget, I think like Rainbow Disco Avenger or something. <laughs> and Friday. It's uh, a complex uh, stress up And look, I get it. Like it's what so great. to the good old pimps and hoes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa, that was a real lull. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, my God. That would be hilarious. <laughs> They love it. And when I see his little photos in the app when he's done his reading or his activities, I know it's for them. (laughs) But for me, 
He's going to daycare to make my life easier. Sorry, but does he really enjoy it? Does he even know? I don't think he does. Excuse me, my son's a genius. Of course he knows. <laughs> he doesn't be But like... also, I don't want, like, I can't send him in his regular clothes and then everyone else is a teddy bear and he's sitting there and then everyone's parents are like, well, that kid's parents are loser. I don't know, Lee. <laughs> I'm just saying, and I love the daycare he goes to. It's incredible. I shopped around. I'm very happy with it. Yeah. But I'm like, my second week in and it's oh, dress yeah. up week. It's stressful. <laughs> I really didn't know it was going to be this hectic. And yeah. I guess it's prepping me for like Easter hat whatever, all those book week, I don't know. I don't know what parents do. But honestly, like, I think Thursday I'm just going to keep him home because the dress-up was too oh, stressful. Well, I got stoked when the twins had pyjama week because I was like, great, <laughs> they're rolling out of bed and I'm You're like, I'll just school. change your nappy. They refused. They're God. like, I want to get dressed. I'm like, no, this I, is my one day off getting you dressed. I honestly knew it happened in like primary school yeah. and stuff. I didn't know daycare had did mm. this stuff. Warning, warning. One, a new day every – a new – Dress up every day. Gosh. Well, I guess because some kids only go one or two days, so they want to feel involved uh, yeah. or whatever. Mm, anyway, don't miss out on the dress up. I'm day. just learning the whole new world of daycare parenting. <laughs> <laughs> What's your WTF? My WTF. Oh god, I had a lull the other week at work, so obviously I have a pregnancy day spa. But it was so funny. One of the clients came in, and I wonder if she was listening because uh, I'm still like giggle to myself when I think about it. She filled out her form. And she put as her first name, James. And I'm like, oh, like I've heard of Cameron as a like female name or Blake, you know. I'm like, but wow, James is like equivalent to like Paul or Steve, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I didn't want to be rude, so I didn't say anything. And then the therapist came out and she's like, oh, James, did you put your husband's name? And this girl, she was extremely pregnant and she's like, oh, she went so red and she was so embarrassed. She goes, that's my husband's name. Like, <laughs> and I was like, that is a perfect case of baby brain. And then I thought, do you know what? It never goes. Like it absolutely uh, hello, does not listen go. listen to me at the intro of this podcast. I don't even know my own name. <laughs> oh, I just thought that is the beginning of the end for that woman. Like, that's hysterical. <laughs> she's filling out forms with her husband's name. I'm like, oh, you're definitely one, the one that does the customs forms on yeah. the aeroplane that has to do them for the whole family. You can that tell you've she's even the forgotten form filler out her. Oh, totally. that poor thing. Oh, but I just laughed. I was like, gosh, that this is the beginning of baby brain and it never goes. Like, I, I, if I don't send myself a text message of what of my oh, list same. of things to do, I'll forget. But I just do one word thinking I'll know what it means and then I read it and I'm like, what? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Ah, well, there we go. Hopefully you can send yourself a text message with your name so that you'll remember it for next time. And then I'm like, oh, a text message. (laughs) Don't forget to share your WTF moment of the week on the pod phone 02899-9386 and jump onto our Mamma Mia Parents Facebook group and you can always shoot us an email at tgm at mamamia.com.au. This Glorious Mess Little Kids is brought to you by Mamma Mia and this episode is produced by Peria Teherzadeh. See you later. Ciao.